0: Welcome to the Aggressive Mindset Podcast. My name is Natalie Potts, Business Development Coach and Mentor. And each week I'll bring you an inspiring personal message to help you on creating a life full of energy, action, impact and happiness. And today I'm going to share with you my experience of RTT, otherwise known as Rapid Transformational Therapy. So this came into my life about 14 months ago when I was going through a time of a year where I'd had a bit of time off of burnout, which I'm not going to go into now because I've done that before. And um, then I was doing some private therapy. And I think in the time space um, between that and getting NHS CBT, I went and found uh, Rapid Transformational Therapy. So I'm really particular about who I work with on anything I do or collaborate with. And that the relationships is both ways, and it works for you, uh, it works for them, and it works for myself. And you have to both be honest on that, because otherwise, it's not going to be, it's not going to be right, and you're probably not going to get um, the output that you want. So I found a lady local to me and, um, yeah, I was quite nervous about the experience of thinking about, like, because it involves hypnotherapy and um, hypnosis going under, like, into a state. Um, but I was like, do you know what have i have got to lose? Um, I've done things in the past. Like I've been to a medium and I've been to a tarot reading, but that was more caught up in a moment of just kind of despair and Absolute devastation with, you know, with splitting with someone, um which at the time was really hard. And I was just kind of going for anything then. And I thought, and I always think, like, why not just give everything a go? What have I got to lose? So I found RTT, and my gosh, like the experience, every time I've had this experience, I come out of it going, oh my goodness, wow. Uh, so it's not something I don't think you could do all the time. So let me explain a little bit more around what it is to give a bit more context. And uh, there's loads online about this as well. So Marissa Peer is like to be known as the UK's number one therapist. Uh, at the time, I never really heard of her much when I was looking at things. And strangely, and I'm not sure if it's just because I'm more aware of her, but she's been rocking up in everything in America at the moment uh, with all of these um, you know inspirational entrepreneurs like Lewis Howes, Um, I I think she was with Mel Robbins, I saw her on loads of things just sharing her story what she does. So she has come up with um, RTT and it is a, a pioneering therapy that is based on neuroscience that offers fast effective results. So essentially you should only need up to like three sessions and It involves hypnotherapy, psychotherapy, NLP and CBT. Now, CBT actually within NHS when I did do that experience didn't really work for me, but I tried it. NLP fascinates me. Psychotherapy fascinates me and hypnotherapy does. There is so many types of therapists out there that you have to find what works for you. And I think you have to think about what's the goal here. What do I want to achieve by going and doing this? Um, Or you could just be open minded. But I'm really specific on the fact that I I need to get an output from it. So whilst it's therapy, and you look to the past, I, I know that but I'm very future facing my work with coaching is always just, you know, what you want to achieve going forward, we don't look to the past with coaching. But I want to then establish right, well, that's where I'm at. I need to learn to let go of that. I don't want to have it hold me back. I don't want to have regrets. I don't want to keep fearing things. So what do I need to change and do to help me as I move forward? Because those are going to just continually create obstacles for me on any journey, whether it's my business, my life, any relationships. And I'll come on to that because I think that's really important. And that's why I really focus people on looking at all three areas. It's not just you can't just depict one area and say well let's make that amazing and everything else will be amazing it just doesn't work like that we're not robots we're human beings and i think we have to be aware of those changes in ourselves and aware that that can't probably happen if it does I'll let me know because i'd love to hear about that experience so if you could have all three areas going top dollar for you um you know all the time uh you have to work on them so RTT it delivers extraordinary permanent change and it's around looking at your physical, emotional and psychological pain. And I'm not preaching this saying that I am a therapist or got any qualifications in that at all. So don't quote me on this, but I am sharing my experience and sharing a little bit of context about how it was, how it came about and what it means because it's important. And it reframes your core beliefs, your values, your habits and emotions deep in your subconscious. So I've shared this before, your subconscious can't deal with what you, you can't do. It only looks at what you can do and it is about then rewiring the neural, uh, neural, uh, neural pathways which is obviously the NLP side of things and RTT replaces any outdated beliefs or systems that we have and therefore any negative behaviors, habits etc and you create this new life-affirming beliefs and what you really want and that's when the healing process begins. So what was my experience? My experience was that, or actually, I've done it twice now. So the lady that I have is amazing. If anybody really wants to know um, more about her, let me know and I'll share her details if she doesn't mind me doing that, which I'm pretty sure she wouldn't. Um, She gets you into a state where once she's done all the pre-work and consultation stuff found out about you and I know her now you know so she's actually what was amazing is she still had details and remember stuff from my last experience which was really useful for me because then we picked this one up like a second which I thought was really useful and I thought I really appreciate the fact that she did that um it helps to build that relationship between us and continue it so I, I feel very at ease when I do this now so we picked up on things and it was to build on it really I think what I learned in the first one was I went looking to um, kind of rewire some habits that were bad and that were impacting me in life daily Um, and a lot stemmed around control and this obsessiveness of being perfect on everything um, and doing everything right and integrity integrity and actually what it does is it just drains you so I then have built on that awareness Uh, since I've done that and continued and I let a lot of stuff go I I realized that done is better than perfect progress is uh, more important than perfection so I think that's really helped me and I learned a lot about myself so coming up to this experience being more in the the moment I recognized myself the last few weeks that I've had a lot going on in different areas of my life and like we all do we've all got little certain struggles at the moment it's very very challenging and I think if you just sit there and say that it's not then you're in denial and that's not healthy either and there's very much like a change curve that people go through I think you have to accept that you will go on that journey how long you stay in each can be a little bit of a choice but I, I, well, I think most of it's a choice actually depending on what you want and and how you choose to reframe things and and, and get yourself out of that you know it's only going to be you that does that no one else but I noticed that I was a bit stressed uh I found it really hard not being connected to people and I am a very social person I adore my friends I adore my family and I haven't been able to see them. And I, I've really, really, really struggled with that. I live on my own, but I love that. And I'll come on to that in a moment because that's also important to reflect on. But I was just finding that I was getting a bit stressed at things. I was missing them. Um, I don't cry much. And that's not a good thing always. So, because it's a purge of emotions. And we know that sometimes when we cry, when we're like a little child, it's like, after we've done it, or they'll do that. And a little child will do that. <laughs> <laughs> that that breathing panting and then after it's, it's just the body's way of um doing what it knows to recover and it goes into a fight or flight mode so it's it our body doesn't want us to be in pain it wants us to to be healed and it wants us to be strong and it will do the right things for us so sometimes it's okay to freaking cry you know um but I was noticing that and and then I was noticing that some of the behaviours that I was doing, I, I creaked in those bad habits. I didn't, the ones that I don't want in my life. So I also have this thing where I've got better at it, but I can put a defence barrier up. I can make people feel like they know me, but they don't. And and that's not always good. And you need to show a bit of vulnerability. And I truly believe this. You need to show sensitivity, empathy, empathy. Um, sympathy and empathy but they're, they're they're very different and you have to be c- conscious of that but I needed to be able to feel those emotions so the experience this time was different and she puts you into a state where she gets you into hypnosis right and you lie in that state of um, and if I do say anything wrong and people are more qualified than me I do apologize but that's tough because I'm, I'm giving it a go and um, like I said, I'm not qualified, so I'm not, I'm not coming from that perspective. I'm coming from how it's helped me, and you're in a state, and I can only say it's like a limbo where it's almost like you—you you could you close your eyes, obviously, and you're very deep breathing, and you're—it's like somebody's looking on you, or you're looking on yourself, and you're just lying there asleep, and you're in this limbo of awake, not awake. For some strange reason, I deliberately tried to open my eyes this time. I was literally like, "Open your eyes, open your eyes," and I just couldn't, and I was a bit like. Am I overthinking this or can I, can I just not open my eyes? So she then asks you lots of questions and we get into the moments. And she asked me to draw upon an example of an age when I was um, a couple of years ago and uh, what was going on. And she talks you into it and they use certain language to talk you into it. I noticed that this time, really, really interesting. And gets you to repeat certain things or say them out loud. So. Then I was asked to draw upon an example of when I was in my teens and it was so interesting. I drew upon an example when I was at drama and um, I used to love drama and I said, oh, I'm standing at the side of the stage, there's a spotlight in the middle, all the class are watching but they're in the darkness but I can just see them. I'm going into the room with three other people on the stage and we're in the spotlight, it's our moment." And I'm loving it. And then I just burst into tears. And I was telling my mum and dad about this experience after, actually. And my mum laughed. She was like, oh, my God, you didn't again. You didn't burst that kind. I was like, I did. I did. So, And I'm very, very open with my parents. I've always been big on that. that if I'm going through a hard time, I tell them. And if you know, it's great, it's great. Because we shouldn't be keeping things like that from anybody. We should be able to share things. And if it's not your mum and dad, I just mean people. We should be able to be open and share things with people. Um, in our lives that are very, very close to us about those things that mean a lot to us. I'd never wanna be someone, you know, I never have thoughts of suicide or anything like that. I don't, I help people that have those with shout, but I'm never fortunately, and I do think it's fortunate, I'm never in that place of depression in that way or those thoughts. Um, I do have different times when you just feel flat and numb or, you know, I I work myself to the ground. That's just, that's what I seem to do in my ways of managing things. So yeah, I I shared it with my parents, and um, I was like, yeah, I was in drama, and I I burst into tears. And what I realized was that in drama, I absolutely, I I just, and I'd probably do it now, that if I was going to act, that I get in this state, and I did a drama degree as well, so, where I absolutely love it and I get those butterfly nerves in my stomach that I never really get now in life I have to go and put myself out of my comfort zone to get them and that was hence one of the reasons I do a lot of the photo shoots with the fitness stuff a couple of years ago because that is a situation that makes me feel those nerves I just don't feel them and it's it's not a good thing for me I need to feel a little bit nervous at times I always remember when going for an interview you should feel nerves my mum said that she's like you should feel a bit nervous you know and I was like well I don't <laughs> it doesn't mean I didn't care but it's actually showing me that I can't get my emotions out in a way that I probably needed it will help me and it holds me back so yeah um I burst into tears again and um I then noticed that it was because I missed that creativity side I miss the freedom just going and doing it um just the feelings i got from it and i'm a a, a feeling person so yeah I, I will go a lot on that um and then she asked me to draw a pun example of a child and she did this again similar situations in the time before and uh i said about a time when i was at school and we had a supply teacher and she i got to go to the loo she shouted at me like barked at me sit down where do you think going and um and then she came and it's, it's freaking weird to say this now like you'd think what and but I remember she stroked my hair and she was like oh she realized she was in the wrong and I just went completely into myself shut down mode barriers up and, I, and I, can, I can feel it now it's really odd and um I hated it absolutely hated that moment and uh she apologized and stuff and then I just wasn't the same after that I was always really quiet at school strangely then um yeah I I, I reckon I, I remember she was t- I was talking it through you see um I said, I don't. I'm not. I haven't got space. Now, in the second snare of drama, I made the point about I've got space around me. There's just three people in the middle of the room, and there's loads of space, and I feel I feel calm. I feel free, and calm was a big word that was coming across in everything. So I was like, wow, this is this is odd. And then she draws all of examples and everything. And then um, and then we move forward to rewire stuff and then say more what we can do, etc. And what you're going to do. And she then does a 20 minute recording, and you have to listen to that for the next seven days, AM and PM. So often I, I do it just before I go to sleep, and it works me into sleep, which is which is exactly what you should be doing, which I love. So it's kind of a meditation for me at the moment. It's I'm in the moment, I'm in state, and I'm calm. And then. Um, I then have to continue listening to it at least 21 days, once a day. So yeah, I'm really committed to it. Last time I wasn't as much on the um, re-listening to the uh, the tape, and I should have. So I know again, that's a commitment in itself that you have to do the next part. It's not just a one-off session. So yeah. I just absolutely loved it. I am thrilled that something's come through. And then I sh- when I was saying about it to my mum about the space thing, she was like, you are weird with space. <laughs> Obviously, very honest, aren't they, parents? Um, I said, no, I'm not weird with it. I said, but I do like my space. So, and that goes back to even what I'm saying. I'm, when I'm at home, like, if I can work with people in busy environment, if I've led big teams or I've um, been around people all day, I can very much be an extrovert. I get my energy from being around people, from connecting with people in that way, um, in terms of with work. And I love that connection. But what's led me to then look at this is is that in itself, the knowing about where do I get my energy. And a few things I've listened to this week where it said about um, the fact that, you know, like how do you get your energy? And I'm huge on energy with um, clients. I was working with a client this week. And strangely, he just wants to have, he's, he's very much an introvert. I, we did disk profiling, which is what I'm created to do. It's a, a personality profile. Uh, and there was a real strong um, compliance structure steady coming out. Um, finds it but wants to be able to lead a team that's the old overall you know we're talking about a five-year goal actually we worked right backwards to kind of three months working together and he really wants to work on energy and how he um has impact and influence with a team so um that's a huge thing in terms of the impact that he has and how he shows up the shadow you cast and the you know the fact that actually the feedback he's getting is in his leadership team and from his line manager is also um the same things as what he's feeling and so he needs to be able to change that in order to progress and develop in his career so energy is big and i've noticed that i am an introvert more so you can't just strictly say. And when you look into the research of this, there's loads out there. Generally, people aren't a dead extrovert and a dead introvert. They, they do sit between, between the two. But an extrovert, very much, if you looked at Myers Briggs MBTI. So if anyone's done MBTI, again, personality profiling, it, some people argue it was done by men, and um, therefore it's outdated and it's not relevant um I don't get into the intricacies of that I just look at what it could mean to me what could I take from it and learn and what would I not learn I'm an I know I'm an ENFJ so uh, again that's that extrovert point you know very um, intuitive um, I go a lot of feelings and judgment so um yeah interesting I know I am very um attached to feelings about things and I ask people how does that make you feel quite a lot especially when I'm coaching because I think that it can allow us to be more self-aware. So, um, energy, extra being an extrovert is about the energy you get from other people, and you like making things happen. You like bit taking action. You generally feel very home in the world, and you understand that it's best to talk out loud and hear what others say. So you might be seen as outgoing or a people person. People say you're very comfortable in groups and you like working around lots of people, um, and you kind of jump in quickly to an activity. You don't allow much time to think about stuff. So. I guess years ago, I used to very much be that. And that's actually when I did MBTI. And they say that you can't change and it's your personality. But actually, often they are done on a typical moment and in an environment. So environments change. We know environments can have a massive impact. So therefore, there is potential, in my opinion, that a personality profile could slightly change. And that's why I'm saying you don't take these as gospel like, oh my goodness, that's me. You take what it means to you in bits, but you take a step back and think, where does that show up? Where can I bring that to life? Am I always like that? Or is that one off? Is there a certain environment or something like that? Is there certain people I'm around? So you can explore and be curious with loads of these personality profiles introvert is that you like getting your energy from dealing with ideas pictures memories reactions in your head and your inner world this is very much me I've noticed and I'm hoping you're kind of thinking yeah I'm definitely that or I'm definitely you know an extrovert so uh, yeah I, I love being around people but I need to be at home I love to have my space. And I say that. And that's why it was so interesting that it came up in RTT, this thing about space. And I said to my mum, I said, I'll be honest, if someone tries to touch my neck, I'll probably um, like instantly, and I've done it a couple of times, which isn't great. And I don't mean, uh, I sound like I'll be locked up actually, but I have a reactive state where I'd rather, I'd probably just give you a whack <laughs> if you touch my neck or got close to me and I wasn't expecting it. It's this, you know, like when someone makes you jump my i either go i don't kind of go close i just go like defense out it's so odd um and then probably end up apologizing hopefully i'll never do anything really bad and um, but it's that instant reaction again it's that fight or flight and that's how i react i guess i'm aware of it now but i don't know how i can actually change that but i will take the time to i'm very very reflective like i overthink overthinking at times and um, I can be reserved very much and I feel very comfortable on my own and I think this is where it links to this loneliness part that I'm not lonely at the moment I love my time on my own I love getting in and putting my feet up and chilling doing what I want to do and even when I've lived with people I have often said I just need half an hour when I get in. I know that sounds crazy to people, but like, just give me half an hour to sort my stuff out, to sort me out, to chill, to get my PJs, go and have a shower, do what I want to do, and then I'm everything you, you need me to be. But I just want that time for me for a minute. Um, I'm You know you know when people are like, you know, I could have a week on my own quite easy. i I go travelling on my own. I've been to Rome on my own, I've been to New York. I've absolutely loved it. And people, you know, the mystery of what you're like, talking about, oh, I'm in Rome. you are like, oh, are you with? And I'm like, yeah, I'm on my own. Like, you're on your own. I'm like, yeah, I love it. Like I, I am very happy doing that. I take time out, I'll read, I write, I just um I, you know I'm really into looking at culture as I get older with things and history. So yeah, I'm finding that that's me evolving as a person. Um and I'm very reflective, so I don't tend to always quickly jump in on things. I'll be conscious of that. I also know that this means that when I'm in a room, say it's a corporate environment, and I was in, uh, this is just to give a bit of context, again, an example and bring it to life, but if I'm, a, you know, with a group of uh senior leaders and I um and you know I was um, at the table um I will not be that person that jumps in straight away I won't be the me 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 hand up I know the answer I've done this I've done that I kind of sit there and see how the room I will watch the room I will watch behaviors I'll watch how people interact um and then I'll probably and I've been told that you don't say a lot But when you do, you cut the room like a knife. Um, So I would rather have more impact. I don't think we need to constantly talk. Um, I think that we don't listen enough. So I will deliberately try and do that listening part. And then when I do say I want to have impact, absolutely. And I want it to be down, you know, like right down to the core of the exact message. I don't want any ambiguity. I will give it clear as everything I want to. So. Um, Yeah, really interesting to look at the extrovert and introvert. So think of how you show up, maybe what would others say about you as well and, and the impact that has. And I'm drawing this in because I think it's really important that we know that we shouldn't be embarrassed to say that we are getting therapy i still feel with mental health and the work that i do with shout as a volunteer that having these conversations are a taboo or that people get nervous they're not confident in knowing what to say i'm trained with shout but i will directly say to somebody i just need to check in for your safety taking your life today years ago i used to think you could never say that But you actually have to. And there is, you know, I'm not, that's not for everybody to say, like, you do have to feel confident. But sometimes we just need to face into that. Know that we won't always say the right thing. Be open to have to relearn something. I think we need to be better at that. And then when we are like that, we don't seem to fear the same things. Yeah? Sometimes we just fear fear. And actually what we need to do is know that if we don't go and fail at things, um, we're not going to be able to move forward. We have to get over that. So know that talking about something like this RTT and this hypnotherapy, I'm doing it from the intention that I want to change my life and I want to be better and that I'm tired at times and I'm frustrated and I'm bored and I'm annoyed that certain things hold me back. And I don't want to be on my deathbed or in a situation years to come where I regret things. I don't want that. So i recognise that we should be more grateful for things in life. I recognize that we should be more self-aware. I recognize that we should have a stronger attitude of gratitude for everything. And I think that we should be more grateful for the basics in life of what we have and who we have and appreciate those. So if I'm looking at making myself better um it's only a but it's only a better thing if i share that with others and if i inspire people where I'm, I'm taking the strength that i have so i work with people when i coach on their strengths we look at weaknesses if we need to but i know i've, I've done a lot of research and i've worked with some people that are just high performance coaches and um, because again i'm really into the personal development and they work on strengths and we can have this argument or you like for me it works with my clients and myself that we work on gems one of mine is i'm absolutely stupidly confident and i say stupidly because i'll be that person that would jump up on a ted talk and just talk um they'd say you've got a presentation 10 minutes okay cool what do you want me to talk about and i just go with it uh, and i wouldn't you know i wouldn't be panicking about things so um i just i, I, I probably take some of that for granted um, but I use that confidence to say that, actually, I'm going to use it in a great way for everybody and talk about the great work I do in mental health that's impacting a lot of people at the moment. And it's only going to get worse, in my opinion, if we don't have more people talking about this in a, in a good way, in a productive, active way. And again, therapy. I think that when you're in America, it becomes a bit the norm. Coaching's more the norm in America than in the UK. Um, but, you know, things like hypnotherapy can really help anxiety, phobias, substance abuse, whether it's tobacco, um, alcohol, um, you know, sexual desires, um, behaviours, bad habits, pain management, it can help. It can help with effects of pregnancy. um digestive skin disorders uh chemotherapy there is so much it even helps in you know dentistry as well with you know you grind your teeth and things and all these kind of behaviors and what we do it's in our cycle psych- you know it's psychological what we're doing and it's that mind body connection part that we have to work on they aren't separate they're together and that's what I'm trying to get across here is how important it is and that If we feel, you know, connection with our mind and body, connection with each other, that something's missing, go and work on it, close that gap. And that's what I've been doing. Like I said, I don't feel lonely, but I feel isolated. And I feel isolated to the point where, like, I'm gutted at times that I can't see friends and family, like, and... I can't go around for a couple or do I want to do or you feel that you're bad because you want to go for a walk with someone and that's how I take it a bit at the moment and then I get bad because I feel that way about something that I shouldn't and I should be grateful and I should have gratitude and I'm like but why can't I feel that so I think there's lots in that it's lots around a connection and what I hope it invites you to do is to understand where you are understand if you're more Uh, Extrovert or an introvert. If you'd love to do a strengths finder with me and um, find out what your strengths are and how you communicate with others and how others can communicate with you better, um, hook me up um, and let me know and I will get you sorted with a a coaching session and the profiling for disc. Um, I am a big advocate of it. I think it's underestimated and I think people actually don't face into those. They think they know themselves really, really well when they don't and they think that, no, I don't need that when actually they probably do but that's for them to work out that's not for me to tell them so yes thank you so much for listening today i do always really appreciate your time um please listen to my previous podcast. there is loads of goal setting um energy i've got more around just a one uh, podcast on disc um loads so please have a look through share them connect with me on social media i'm at nasty Pots coaching everywhere apart from my facebook community which is your inner greatness and I love to hear from you. So drop me a question, share this episode with a friend and let me know if this has been of use to you. But as always, whatever you do, have a great day.